Hello there. Good morning. Good morning. Well, it's not morning here. It's like 1 p.m. here almost. It's still, <laughs> it still counts as morning here. So <laughs> I'm just going to say good morning and happy feminist Christmas. <laughs> and happy feminist Christmas. And happy International Women's Day. I was actually thinking, why is it a day and not a month? Um, why is it not a lifelong thing? <laughs> well, it is a lifelong thing. I celebrate being a woman every day. In fact, this morning when I opened my meditation app, I like using Insight Timer and there's a little quote before you go into anything. And it was a mm-hmm. saying or a quote by Maya Angelou that says, I'm so glad I'm a woman. I must have done something right sometime. And I was like, oh, that's a really nice thought and message to wake up to okay overachiever (laughs) I'm I'm glad you celebrate every day (laughs) (laughs) but yeah all jokes aside I'm actually with you I do love being a woman I'm really grateful to be one even though hasn't always been this way but yeah at this point in my life 100% yeah that's really interesting would you be open to us discussing that a little bit like when what how did you feel about being a woman to begin with or earlier and why was that and when did that change and how do you feel now (laughs) so many questions but I'm going to tag along and share my story too (laughs) yeah um of course I mean I don't think that it was a conscious feeling you know of um I wish I wasn't a girl you know like I don't think that that was never like I don't think that was conscious but because the world around me where I grew up um just showed me how different boys were treated and it seemed although now I know you know it's not the case but it seemed they just had it you know easier and um, and of course, men have it easier in a lot of ways, but I do not envy men. <laughs> I think it's also really, really hard being a man. It's just hard being a human. Definitely. Um, yeah. Both you know, sides. whatever, however you identify as it's, it's, it's hard being human. Um, but growing up as a girl um, in a very strict Italian household mm. <laughs> and a very strict um christian household like i just had so many disadvantages compared to my brother and compared to you know cousins compared to the boys in church um like i i had to clean the house you know with my mom i had to do the dishes yeah i had to help cook i even had to clean my brother's room like gross that is so rude I know it is absolutely rude. And in church, like the girls were not allowed to know to lead things um, unless it had to do with children. Yeah. Okay. I want to come back to this leadership piece later on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Girls were were not allowed to lead anything or, you know, to speak anything on stage again, unless it had to do with children or singing or music. Um, Basically girls were not allowed to teach or women were not allowed to teach um, men 
because men have more authority and because and they're know, smarter and they know more yeah and god <laughs> you know it, it obviously always like justified with god as well i'm not going to get into that now but um <laughs> yeah it's kind of it just the whole world around me i don't know how you grew up but the whole world around me just was showing me um well if you're you're a girl and so you have to be in this little box and in this role and I just never felt like I fit in. That's why I got in a lot of like discussions and fights in church with men, with the elders, with my dad. Um, I was constantly fighting with boys mm. and with men uh, because mm. I felt like I'm not that quiet, sweet, just super feminine girl that has this place that can fill this place, that can fill this role. Um, and I just, yeah, always felt like out of place and like, um, it was just really hard being a woman. So I don't know if I, I, I don't remember if I ever consciously thought, I wish I was a boy. Maybe I did at some point, but, um, it definitely wasn't pleasant growing up as a girl at all. Um, it's so interesting to me because I think this conversation is going to really show the differences in our innate personalities because mm-hmm. I had absolutely zero awareness mm-hmm. growing up until I was probably in my even late teens or middle teens mm-hmm. of the unfairness between how boys and girls are treated. And mm-hmm. let me say, like I grew up with an Austrian grandmother, an Austrian mother, an Austrian, an Italian grandmother. And so I had similar expectations. Like I cooked, I cleaned, mm-hmm. I like did all the woman things, but I never ever questioned it. I just fully accepted it. I liked being a girl. I was really girly. I was probably the most feminine person in my family to the mm-hmm. frustration of my other family members. Cause I, they'd be like, why are you so like, airy and get lost in your little daydreams all the time and I was in trouble that way a lot but Mm. I had no awareness or even thought about like the fact that I have to clean the house and none of the male male people in our families do Mm -hmm. is unfair Mm. I was just like this is how it is moving on back to my dreamland Mm. (laughs) yeah that's so interesting I I definitely had that awareness I'm not sure when it started when it kicked in but um, it must have been quite early on because I remember fighting so much with my brother and my dad and my mom, basically my whole family um, <laughs> about those things. And I think it also um, what contributed was the fact that I we, we weren't living in Italy. So my parents immigrated. We were in Germany and I spent time with my German friends in their houses and in their mm-hmm. houses it looked a lot different. So, for yeah. example, for example, I would be for lunch you know at my friend's house German family and we would finish lunch and her brother would take his plate and clean it up and put it in the dishwasher like a good person should like a good person should in my house my brother would finish eating he would get up and go to his room he would just leave the plate on the table would not help would, and it what and nobody even said anything mm. Yes, that was the status quo. Nobody in my family, none of my parents um, expected it from my brother. They didn't, uh, yeah, they didn't question it. It was just, that's how it was. Because my dad behaved the same way. 
he also, after eating, would just leave the dishes to me and my mom, you know? Yeah. It's not like he was, like, helping out. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of, like, because I saw these differences, I started asking questions. I was like, well, why does my brother not do that thing that my friend's brother does, you know? Mm. <laughs> and so I think that contributed to me asking questions very early on and being like, something is off here <laughs> this is not right um yeah so that was that was really tough because you know I hear you I think and as children we all do I think because we're so pure and innocent and I, I also like always had this side of me like I grew up on a farm and I was always like outside and playing and I always had this like dream aside I read a lot of I devoured books like every week and um I was playful and dream dreaming all the time and stuff but I also have this other side that um wanted to speak up and wanted to do things and lead things and put the world right and like was really like big on social justice and was like fighting for things and I was starting petitions in school <laughs> for like animals and for other things and um, I, I had these two sides like one was like really really dreamy and like I'm here in my cloud and the other was like really active and wanting to push stuff that in the world I grew up in in my environment was only allowed for boys like boys were listened to men were listened mm -hmm. to and mm -hmm. if you're a girl you have to look right but don't speak that's mm -hmm. how I Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it reminds me of that in English saying children should be seen and not heard but I feel like that's really mm. deeply pushed into girls more than boys absolutely like, look pretty but don't say anything because nobody wants to hear your opinion absolutely absolutely um when did it change for you you know, you said as a child, you didn't question it. When did you start questioning as it? As a teenager, for sure. I used to mm -hmm. do gymnastics and like during puberty, my boobs suddenly started growing and, and my hips suddenly started growing and I felt so much shame mm. around my body changing. And I don't feel like anyone ever said anything to me to make me feel that shame. I just, It was just something inside me. And something that I noticed as my body was changing was that the way that men were relating to me, especially in like in this sport or in this field, if, if we had male trainers, it was like they were more careful all of a sudden around mm -hmm. you. And and um, I don't know, I just noticed it so much. And I, to a point where I think I was 12 or 13, I tried taping my boobs down because I was so uncomfortable with the way the world was changing around me in relationship to how I was changing mm. and it was at that point where I was like wait a second why am I being discriminated against mm. for being a woman or becoming a woman essentially mm -hmm. and that's where the, when the penny kind of dropped and I was like this is effed <laughs> yeah it is and on the other hand like I do get that caution as well because there's a lot of men and people who harm, you know, mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. um, so like I get it, but even that harm, it exists because of the fucked up like world we live in. Mm. And 
um, that that kind of the shame around sexuality that is passed on the it's just a it's just a cycle um, yeah. of harm that is passed on and on and on, and um, that women carry the load for that we carry the emotional load for yeah. how men feel about our bodies how we yeah. affect the world around us because we're women how our body parts might sorry <laughs> I'm gonna like slightly divert for a minute I'm wearing a little um I don't know I think they called like a jumpsuit like you know when it's like a one piece yeah. and I just before we started recording I had to go to the bathroom and I realized just now as I looked down that I never buttoned myself back up <laughs> it's like wide open <laughs> <laughs> I'm at home by myself so you know all good but I was just like okay here um speaking of female body parts um yeah I just feel like we carry so much emotional load around this and the people who are air quotes the perpetrators mm-hmm are the ones that don't actually consider like, oh, how is how's the way that I look at this girl because she has boobs or whatever affecting yeah. how she feels? How are my actions? How am I taking responsibility for my actions or or um, lack of self-awareness or whatever it is? It doesn't yeah. seem to come up. Whereas it's like, what are you wearing? Is it too short? Is it la la? Does it reveal too much? La la la. Like this constant internal dialogue that you start to have because you want to feel safe in the world. Yeah, it's a lot. I don't even know if I'm equipped to talk about this today because I feel so emotional right now. Mm. Um, I hate this, this season, like Pisces season and like everything that comes with it. And like, <laughs> I just, ugh, I just want to skip it. Um, but I feel so <laughs> emotional about this. And this whole topic has been on my mind for a while now, for a few months. Mm. Um just that what you just mentioned that emotional load and emotional labor that women do for men on their behalf as well because men don't do it um even like whatever just like the most recent example but some some men do it (laughs) sorry but (laughs) um i'm not going to talk about some men uh right now but yeah just the most recent example of you know being like in a relationship and um doing the emotional labor of detangling what is working and what isn't working and um suggesting a way how to figure things out and um being the teacher for a man you know Mm -hmm. like doing all of that emotional labor and then ending up being ghosted and being being avoided um because you know again like they're they're not they're not taking responsibility I'm generalizing but yeah there was no responsibility taken and I've put all that emotional effort in into like thinking and writing and uh, analyzing it um you know reflecting on myself being introspective reflecting on the other person and coming up with all these explanations and all these spreadsheets, like mental spreadsheets, <laughs> not not real spreadsheets. <laughs> no, um, I get it. All of that labor for nothing, mm. for nothing. And then you feel like, wow, men, and I just know that this men will go on in life, like meeting some other girl who mm. will 
either do the same thing for him or who will just not be as much effort and will be easier because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she won't challenge him as much. And then men just get by in life with doing very little work. The bare minimum. The bare minimum of work because the women in their lives, whoever it is, whether that's, you know, family members, like, you know, partners, the women in their life do the fucking emotional labor for them. The women in their life initiate things for them. Um, and every man I know, I swear, every man I know that has had a big, you know, just like a shift um, mm-hmm. in, in their life in terms of, you know, going to therapy and um, working on themselves and like healing, doing the healing work. It's it's because it was initiated by a woman in their life. A hundred percent. I completely agree with that. Men need women to make the shifts that they need to make. They don't do it from themselves. Yeah. And that Whereas makes women me... take it on themselves. They're like, you know what? This area in my life isn't quite working. Let me figure out why. Exactly. Exactly. We're like, so we have that self-initiative. Um, and I'm just... It makes me angry. I don't know if I'm like in the right space today to talk about that. Also, like I, I realize I've just been talking about men, but um, in relation to, yeah, <laughs> women are the ones that carry all that emotional labor. And I don't know how many Instagram posts you already saw today made I by been men. I on Instagram, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, good for you. Like <laughs> posted by men. Um, I've been like on LinkedIn and Instagram this morning seeing posts by men. I celebrate women today, you know, the women in my company, or I celebrate my mom and my wife, you know, and like, it's so cheap. Yeah, they make like all these sacrifices for their families. And I'm like, that's what you're celebrating that women completely give up their own lives and disappear and make themselves small for other people. That's what you're celebrating. Mm. Um, And it's just every time every year, it makes me like, just laugh when I see that. And we kind also, of lip service is so meaningless to me. Yeah, lip exactly. It's just like you can say whatever you want to say, but I want to, like, I don't believe anything people say unless I see it in their actions. Yeah. It's like, it's just weird. Like, it's where, where which man, you know, is starting a petition for women today? Which man is going, you know, to march today or any other day for women? Which man is going to, the, to parliament for women you know who's speaking mm. up for women um today and and on other days instead of posting a celebrational post because women's day this day originated as um it wasn't a celebration it was a fight for equality day mm-hmm. um yeah. it was a, an action day it wasn't like oh postcards and hearts and flowers that's not what this day was no um and it it be, it, it turned into this that's why I called it feminist Christmas in the beginning. It turned into this, oh yeah, nice celebration, you know, and making Instagram posts. Um, and that's not what it is. Um, there's just so many gaps in the world between men and women. Mm, yeah. What's the world you'd love to see for women? I would love to see a world where women are safe. Yes. Um, and what would that look like? Like if you could give a specific example. I could walk around anywhere at any time of the day and night without being 
uh, killed, <laughs> or mm-hmm. even let's go, you know, to to a more um, to the bare minimum without just being called on harassed. Uh, mm-hmm. Literally, two days ago, I was walking down the high street where I live, and this guy walked past me. Um, and I had just taken my earphones out. So, cause some, most of the time I'm listening to music when I'm walking outside mm-hmm. and he walked past me and he was, and I just heard like, Hey, beautiful. And like that. And even things that are, you know, um, more explicit happen all the time. Yeah. Um, and it is for one, it's like really rude and disrespectful, but it's also, it can be dangerous, you know, and it can be really scary if you it walk around at really night. It feels really unsettling, yeah. Yeah, One it does. thing, slightly, it's on topic, but slightly a, a slight diversion. Why do they whisper? I don't know if you've, no, if you've experienced this, but I noticed that when men do it, they wait till I'm really close and then they whisper whatever weird thing they want to say. No, I haven't I'm experienced like, that. Is, I'm like, this is not romantic. This is freaking me out. Like, what are you trying to do? No, I haven't experienced that. I've experienced men like following me around um, uh, outside or in shops. I've experienced men like trying to grab me while like I was walking home uh, one time in Brighton that happened. Um, Apart from the assault that I've also experienced um, when I was younger as a child as well. Um, I'd love to see a world where women just don't have to fear um, Mm -hmm. to be called, to be touched, um, uh, or killed um, where women can just trust that they leave the house and they are safe mm-hmm. um, I would love to see a world where where girls can just go to school and university and have education without being poisoned or killed mm-hmm. um, like what's happening in Iran right now in Afghanistan and places where women and girls are just shut out of society and basically um, just have to stay at home and even in our Western society, we think, oh, but we've come so far. It's it's not as bad here, right? Mm. Um, and we have in, you know, if you compare it to other places, um, but there's still, it's still not enough. We're still not safe here either. No, um, it's not. We're not. We're, we're still getting paid less. And even though it looks on the outside as if we're equal, um, or we get treated equally to men. Um, it isn't like if I look at my industry, for example, the photography industry, I'm a photographer. Hmm. And and I'm sure this is the case in most industries as well. I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, like if I look at my photography industry, who gets the jobs and who is celebrated, um, it's mostly, you know, white middle-aged men Um white middle-aged photographers who uh, get big jobs, who are celebrated, who are heard. Um, When we offer workshops, workshop culture in this industry, for example, I know some friends who are, who host workshops. Um, I know men and women who host workshops in our industry and the, the workshops hosted and the conference hosted by men are always sold out, even though they are, offering way less value compared to what my female photographer friends are offering um and and they're even like sometimes more expensive they are offering less they're offering always the same thing and I've been in this industry for 15 years I know I've I've heard everything and I've seen everything and it's always the repetition and it's so interesting because 
I've been on that end too. I have been teaching for 10 years in this industry. When a man comes up on stage or offers something, brings out, you know, an offering, a course, whatever it is, just for just for the simple fact that he's a man, he has more perceived authority and people will listen to him. Yeah. Um, whatever he's offering, it doesn't even matter. Like mm-hmm. it's just because he's a man immediate and that's completely unconscious. People don't realize that yeah. this is happening in their brain, yeah. but it's a man. And so our ears perk up and it's like, we'll listen. Um, I mean, th- it's not the case for me anymore because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I train yourself elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. If anything, um, I have the opposite problem. <laughs> I really like tune out when I hear men speak now, mm-hmm. which also isn't, you know, ideal, but I'm like, mm-hmm. whatever, dude, I don't want to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like if you don't mind me interrupting because it kind of feeds into something I've been thinking about a lot the last week for some reason and the conversation came up again today is politics and I'm genuine generally a political but I realized by with a friend of mine who's an amazing poet and professor who showed me that the reason I was a political was because as a girl I was basically told that politics isn't for girls and it's not for women and it's not something I should ever bother myself about. I can't change anything anyway. And so like, it's a waste of my time to put any energy and effort into it. And it's true. Like that's the story I was told, the narrative that I bought into because that's what I was told. And so I never thought about it. I felt powerless. But then I, you know, I think about the systems and the processes and the leadership we have today and the lack of consciousness and the lack of integrity and the lack of, honestly, I could feel every political position. It just like, let's say in the Western world with my girlfriends and they would do a hundred times better job than any of them would do. Any of the people who are in leadership right now, which are also mostly 99% middle-aged, if not older, old, bald, white men. (laughs) Yeah, it's always it's always the same. Um, so when after your friend made you aware of this, um, would you still call yourself apolitical? In a way, like I'm in, I think I'm open and interested in politics now, but I have no I'm not like oh, I'm into this party or anything like that. It's more that I'm really interested in systemic change. Yeah. And and I do believe we need leadership. I think that's normal, natural part. Like every tribe, every community needs people to take on leadership in different areas. Like there's things I don't know how to do. And I need someone who knows a lot about that to show me and lead me. And I think that's true for every area. You Just like in your industry as a photographer, you, you're a leader in my eyes in the industry in a specific way. And we need that. So that's healthy and that's natural. And I'm really interested in leadership and I'm really interested in how we can change the systems and the processes that we have to be a part of in such a way that they actually support everyone as holistically as possible rather than just a few people. Yeah, that would be the dream. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Like that, that's it what would. I want for Women's Day. I want complete political and systemic reform. <laughs> Thank you very much, boys. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, as much as women are trying to fight this um, and work for it and march for it and petition for it, and as much as women speak out 
you know, in government and uh, in communities and in families, unfortunately, the big change will have to be brought about by men um, because they are the ones in power. It's the same thing um, with racism. Like yeah. as much as, you know, black people and people of color um, can are having the voices heard and standing yeah, as much as they can yes as much as they can fight for it and and everything and and give their all at the end of the day the people that have the more power white people have to be the ones to to bring that change forward yeah. that is unfortunately what it is and it's the same thing with uh, misogyny and men mm-hmm. um it's, just, it's a parallel to racism and white people. So, mm-hmm. like, so what we need is for men to actually become allies to us. Men have to like get up from literally very comfortable <laughs> <to the> thrones. <laughs> they have to get up, stop sharing posts. I mean, the sharing is lovely and brings awareness. Um, not on International Women's Day, sharing other things, you know, sharing about issues. Um, not not about a holiday, um, which is not even a holiday. Um, the sharing brings awareness if they share about issues, but they have to do stuff, right? Okay. They have to be the yeah. one marching. My friend is going to a, a, a women's march today um, in London, and she's a woman. And I'm like wondering how many men will be there, especially because it's snowing today. It's really bad weather. Wow. Um, so how many people, how many men are going to leave their comfort their comfortable house um, mm-hmm. today in the cold and are going to march. How many men are going to, you know, in their in the offices where they work? How many men are going to speak up when women are being mistreated or paid less mm-hmm. um, or harassed on the train? And like, how many men are actually doing that work, calling out their own friends when their friends mm-hmm. are saying horrible things or doing horrible things to women? Yeah. Um, where's the action that is what we need like that action from men uh especially also men who are raising boys um as well Um, agreed it's 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 on them (laughs) a lot of it is their responsibility to actually bring about the big change we do it together Mm -hmm. i i I do believe we do this together but um the group that is in power is the one that can really bring about the big change. Yeah, they have to physically hand over the microphone to other voices. Yeah, I don't know. This is like... I think it's really good to have this conversation. I know it's a little bit triggering for you, and so I'm really grateful that you're being (laughs) so open and vulnerable and honest about your feelings on it. I think it's really like... Yeah, I don't feel like there's many conversations out there in the world like this so thank you even though it is difficult to have yeah I'm not I'm not so much triggered I think I'm just tired you know Uh, I mean I don't know how you feel but I'm just tired of of these conversations not with you but of having the same conversations with men with I had this with a male friend a couple weeks ago uh, a conversation where he just he's a he's a white guy you know and he just didn't get it <laughs> mm, yeah. he just didn't get that what it means to constantly having to fight for things because yeah. he's at the top of the food chain yeah. um so he's like 
he, he was constantly like trying to play devil's advocate and trying to be like, but what about this? But what about this? And like deflecting. And it's just tiring to have these conversations again and again. I don't know if you feel tired or if you, maybe you don't have them as often as I do. But as I said in the beginning, I do get into fights or I used to about mm -hmm. this a lot. And so I guess I'm just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, understandable. I don't think I have those conversations very much I don't know if you feel ready to close this conversation but if we are I want to send everyone to a really great French film I think it's like five or six years old okay. and the translation is I'm not an easy man and it's oh. a really beautiful well-made film it's set in Paris and mm -hmm. it starts off with this chauvinistic man who's just you know like whistling at women and getting paid a lot for being a man and all of that and then he he's like walking down the street talking to his friend and he walks into a pole and it knocks him out and when he wakes up the whole world is different and women are the ones in power women are the ones getting paid the most so basically it switches roles Ooh. from men to women and so women are like there's a really funny scene where he's like trying to get it on with this girl and she he doesn't he has like a hairy chest and she's like oh my god that is disgusting get out of here I will never be with you if you don't have a smooth wax chest like you know making all of these parallels and it's so intelligent so clever but also somehow quite light and funny at the okay. end I was so angry because it made me realize how much I accepted as just normal when they switch roles and show how much, like, how ingrained it is. Mm, it's such a good amazing. film. That mm -hmm. is amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it tonight. That sounds really Was it called I'm Not an Easy Man? Yes, because, you know, like, it's that switching of roles where women are like, oh, you shouldn't be easy, don't be a slut. And all of a sudden he's in that position where he's more emotional, he's more sensitive, he doesn't like it when women don't give him the respect that he feels he deserves and and he's trying to gain their respect the way that we feel like have to fight for it all the time yeah, yeah. and it's just given to men like mm -hmm. by default mm -hmm. that is so cool I really want to see that film that sounds really funny yeah. and um one other thing I would say to men if any men is you know are listening because let's face it this episode is not for women it's really <laughs> like it, it all the women listening play this for your man friends please i mean yeah women will just be most women listening to this will just be as tired as i am about you know about this conversation and the same it's just trying to say the same things again and again um i would just say to like get educated you know and uh get up to speed uh listen listen to women in your life but also listen to women you know that you don't know that you know write books and um and 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 make presentations and teach like seek out seek out that information from women i just read this incredible book i don't know if i talked about this last week um called ugly yeah. um and it's about the beauty standards you know put on women um mm -hmm. from basically the dawn of time until today mm -hmm. um and it's like beauty standards it's it's it touches on on age as well on on everything on body on wellness all the things that women have to <laughs> 
have to do yeah Yeah, and how women have to adapt to all the trends to always be perfect for the male gaze um just like educate yourself on what that means and what patriarchy how patriarchy messes things up for women but really also for men patriarchy Mm -hmm. doesn't serve anyone um it also doesn't serve the men who have to play this role and can not be themselves um you know under under the rule of patriarchy so really just like seek out information and education by women for women um you know there's so many books where (laughs) uh, men are like oh no that's like that's that book is for for women right i'm like well if it's written for women why would you not want to read it because that would mean you would learn something about women right like Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so yeah, I really don't want to, you know, do that work for them. Just go and seek out the information. It's all out there and mm-hmm. and and do something. And do then something. take action on it. Yeah, yeah do something. Yeah. Take, Become take real allies. <sighs> yeah, that word is also very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of an emotional one for me because mm. I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know what else to say other than like, I'm just really tired. <laughs> mm. And um, I would love to, would love to see a different, a new world um, in my lifetime, um, which is I'm sure what a lot of people before us have dreamed of as well. Yeah. Um, and maybe they would be like really amazed by where we are at today. Mm. Uh, maybe they wouldn't I don't know (laughs) Uh, thank you for sharing today with me Nadia thank you too (laughs) Mm -hmm. bye bye